Hey friends, it's Shawnee, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca, and welcome to Simple Saturdays, the podcast that comes out whenever it comes out on a Saturday, and we talk about all things simplifying your home, your heart, and your life. I am a mom of three, I'm a minimalist, and I'm a life coach, and I am here because I want to help you simplify your life and show up for it, show up well, live the life you actually have, and live it with purpose and passion. There's been so many years of my life where I had just been on default mode, autopilot, just reacting, feeling overwhelmed, not really going anywhere that I wanted to really go in life, and not really even knowing where I wanted to go. And as I've been on that journey and I've shared it on the website and I share it in the email newsletter, I thought I would just start bringing these realizations and things that I've learned here onto the podcast and share them with all of you in podcast land. And I'm glad you're here in podcast land. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do subscribe to this podcast so you get it regularly. So we are in the middle of the show up for your life series. And we talked about what it means to show up, why it's hard, how to tell if you're not doing it. And then we talked about the first step in showing up for your life, and that's paying attention. And that's paying attention to your thought life, your stories you tell yourself, your habits, and separating the facts from the feelings, getting clear on what's actually happening and the story we're telling ourselves about it. Step two that we'll talk about today is listening, listening more closely. So if step one is looking at what is happening, then step two is saying, well, now what? Like, what am I going to do with this information? What, what is being drawn out here? What do I want? What am I trying to get out of this? What am I avoiding? What needs can be met? It's about listening to ourselves, to our lives, and to others. So it does happen on multiple layers. And I think this is just so hard for many of us moms to listen. We don't often take the time to stop and listen. We don't often give ourselves permission to listen. So I have some ideas on why listening very closely is hard for us. And the first one is the narrator never shuts up. The narrator, that conversation constantly going around in our brains. Some of us give this narrator a stage and we're very verbal processors. Some of us write out whatever this narrator is saying. But what I have learned, and this kind of blew my mind, I was reading The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, and I'll link it in the show notes. He calls this the voice in your head like a bad roommate cluttering your brain with doubts and stress responses and quote-unquote solutions. Listening closely is hard if we don't first stop and differentiate between the voice in our heads and ourselves, the one who is listening to it. You aren't the voice in your head. You're the one hearing it. Like, mind blown, right? (laughs) This blew my mind. Another reason why listening closely is hard is because we're all innately self-focused. We all struggle with this ongoing narrative in our brain that revolves around what others are saying and how it all connects back to our own life. When you are really listening, you turn off this kind of self-based narrative and you're brought into someone else's narrative. We turn the focus off ourselves and onto the person or situation or experience in front of us. We become very present. Listening (laughs) Listening requires us to be present. Another reason that listening is hard is because we actually want something out of the experience. Another quote that has really changed my life over the years is, seek first to understand, then to be understood. I read this in Stephen Covey's um, Seven Habits book. He also has Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families, which I really enjoyed, and I'll link that in the show notes. 
But when we listen to someone else, we're often just listening on one side to what they're saying. And the other side is kind of formulating our response or what we're going to say next or planning what we're going to say next. We aren't really listening to learn. We're listening to take over. So to listen closely, it needs to be less about what we want to get out of the conversation or where we want to steer the conversation and more about paying attention to what's being offered to us to learn or experience. And if you want to bring this mindset (laughs) into your daily life, try using it when you have an argument with your spouse. Just listen to understand where they're coming from instead of listening to find a flaw with their argument or defend your side. I started doing this years ago with Connor and it was a game changer, but at first he was confused. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, tell me more. Like, why do you feel that way? Okay. Instead of like jumping on defense mode, he was like, is this a trick? Am I being tricked? Like (laughs) what's going to happen? Which I suppose it was a strange shift considering how we used to fight. It's kind of like when I want to yell at my kids, but instead I get really close and I whisper in their ear and they're like, what's going on? I should be in trouble right now, but you're whispering to me. It just keeps everyone on their toes. Another reason that listening more closely is hard is that we've tuned it out. There's feedback in our life, in our relationships, in our hearts, in our bodies, but we slowly tune it out. And I know I talked about this a bit more in the paying attention episode, but there are areas of my life I just tuned out over the years. My body, the signs it was giving me to rest and to change my habits, my kids and the way they were asking for my attention and my empathy, my heart and the dreams it was craving, but just slowly like tucking them away on the shelf because I was ignoring them. And then my intuition and trusting that when I invited God into my life and my heart that I could now trust my heart because he was in it. I slowly tune those things out. And we don't often realize that we just slowly shut down the lines of communication. And then we get to a place where our relationships feel hard, relationships with ourselves or our spiritual life or the people we love. A big payoff of not listening and another reason we don't do it is we don't want the responsibility. It's like that time I took a good hard look at my screen time on my phone or seeing the empty chip bags in your garbage can or really listening to the way that your family is avoiding you because you've kind of been a jerk all day. Sometimes it's just easy to not listen to what's happening because then you don't actually have to deal with it. It's kind of like avoiding marriage counseling because you don't want to be told your problems instead of going through the hard work of improving your marriage. We don't want the discomfort. We don't want the drama. We don't want to rock the boat. Let's just tune it all out. And hey, I get it. I'm a type nine on the Enneagram. I've been an ostrich for a lot of my life. Like type nines are known for having the prowess and awareness of a sloth. (laughs) It's just been easier to play the victim of it all and not step up to the plate. But we really need to quit playing the victim card or the avoidance route and take responsibility. We need to see there's a benefit to going through this discomfort. We need to see what is possible. We need to see this will all be worthwhile if we are willing to do the work. And the biggest reason that we don't think about, but it's there, I hear it in life coaching. I hear it in the women in my life. I hear it in myself. The reason is nobody ever listened to us. Sometimes the hardest reason to listen is that we weren't raised to listen. How would the people in your world have listened to you as a child? How are the people in your life listening to one another? Some of us were taught that our needs and our feelings and our wants are frivolous or a burden or childish. Some of us are taught that when we bury down our needs and feelings, then we can be safe and good and secure. 
if we have experiences in our life where people dismiss or punish or ignore our needs and feelings, then we will do that to ourselves and often to others because we learned that's what it looks like to love and be loved. In order to listen to ourselves and others, we need to give ourselves permission, permission to open that door and accept that it will be messy and hard at first, but that it is time to listen to you and those around you that people deserve to be listened to. So how to listen more closely? A couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to listen better to the people in my life. I wanted to hear their words and ask, what story are you trying to tell me? I think this helped me to start slowly turning off that mental narration and enjoying their own story. But I also learned that listening well is not this simple. Listening well means listening to the unspoken. Listening well means listening to myself too. Listening to yourself. What do you want right now? What are you trying to get out of this situation? Often we go about our daily life and let the stress build up. We aren't mindful as we go along our day of how we're feeling and how we're acting. We're just spending our day doing one of two things most of the time, avoiding pain or chasing relief. All of our autopilot actions and habits are motivated by this. So repeatedly throughout the day, I'm just like wandering through the house, between chores, glancing at my phone, managing the kids, and I feel restless and overwhelmed. Something's just building up and I don't really know what it is. I need to stop and ask, what do I need right now? Is it a connection with someone I love? Is it like sunbeams on my face? Is it something good for my body? Is it more fun? I need to be getting back in touch with my values, who I am, how do I want to show up? What lights me up? What makes me feel alive? I need to be living these out on a daily basis. So I need to stop and ask myself regularly, what do I really want right now? We also need to listen to what we want in our lives. What is our vision for the different areas of our life? And you know that I've talked about the Life on Purpose workbook. It walks you through this. We need to know where we're going. Where do we want to end up at the end of the week, at the end of the year, at the end of 10 years? Because every day we can take little steps to move us closer into that life that we crave and desire. But we'll never get there if we don't take the time, give ourselves permission, and really listen closely in order to identify what it is we want listening to others, our relationships are more important than we take the time to appreciate. So consider this. We want to feel stability in our parenting. We want intimacy and value in our marriage. We want support and fun with our friends. We want enjoyment in our work. We want belonging in our community. Like just saying those things probably makes you see that you are craving those qualities in your relationships. You are trying to achieve them and that Having these things in your relationships will help you show up well in your whole life. Relationships matter because we're made for love. To give it and receive it, this is where the love flows. There was a time about a year ago that I had started working out of the house for a bit. So the oldest two kids were in school and my youngest was in daycare a couple times a week. And as the months went on and they're in school and we're working in daycare, it suddenly just hit me one day that I haven't like really looked at my kids' faces. Like I had to close my eyes and be like, how do their eyes shine? And they're like chubby cheeks and that like adorable kid, big little smile. I think I even like grabbed my daughter's head and was like, come here, <laughs> let me hold your face. I don't remember the last time I really looked at your face. Who are the people in your life? How is their heart? What is happening in their world? We need to listen to what they're saying to us and listen to what they're not saying. 
John Gottman outlines something called bids for attention. And I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a really powerful article to, to read. It's kind of like changed my whole view on communicating in my house. So he outlines that there are ways that our partner and our kids are inviting us in, asking for attention and connection. And that's like, play with me. How was your day? A big laugh from the corner of the room, a long sigh from your partner at the kitchen table. These are all ways that they're asking us to come in, to enter in with them and listen to them. And if you are feeling like nobody listens to me, oh, I'm sure my neighbors have heard me saying this out loud often. (laughs) The first thing you need to do is look at the listening landscape in your home. Are you listening to yourself? Nobody else will take this seriously if you don't. Go back to part one, listening to yourself. Are you listening to others? Like if no one's listening to you, are you listening to them? My youngest son has like a superpower of being reckless and cheeky and saying what everyone else is thinking. And there have been a few times where I would be on him for something and I'd be so fed up that I'd be like, go to your room. You aren't listening. I'll come see you in a bit. That's my mom voice, by the way. I know it's intimidating, but he'll just scream back at me and be like, no mom, you're not listening to me. So he's in his room and I'm like, kickboxing my mattress to relieve some stress and counting down from 10 and I realized he's right he was trying to tell me something and I didn't listen I just steamrolled the conversation to get what I felt like I needed listening to others is less about what is happening and more about why why it's happening what's underneath it for them so pay attention to the what in your life and listen closely to the why And there's a really great book called How to Raise an Emotionally Intelligent Child. And I will link a review in the show notes. But I want you to know that when we have these situations where we're listening to our kids, we don't have to just outright enable them, but we can acknowledge them and accept them and move on together. And that book has really taught me the power of that. And finally, listening to your spiritual life. Listening to that side of your life can be crucial in feeling centered and guided and inspired for your life. For me, I'm a Christian and there is a daily, sometimes hourly practice of listening to God. What is he calling me into today? How can I be trusting this part of my life to him? Where is he leading me? Lead my parenting, (laughs) like take over. Jesus, take the wheel when it comes to parenting. And there's been many hourly cries to God for that, to just bring him into that. At the end of the day, what you can see here is that listening can be practiced on all levels, within ourselves on the daily and the long term, with others in direct and indirect ways. It's hard work. It takes patience. (laughs) Like listening to your kids takes patience. Like let's get the whole story out. Come on guys, (laughs) keep telling me. It takes humility, especially if we don't really want to be listening. (laughs) Maybe we're upset with our partner. And it takes permission that you are worth listening to, that others are worth listening to. The next step in the three steps of showing up for your life is being brave. And so I'll be covering that shortly. But in the meantime, I want you to be able to take some real action on this information. So I put together a quick evaluation that you can take to narrow down the areas of your life that you can show up better for. This is a quick quiz evaluation. I think it's like a dozen questions. They're really easy and fast to go through. And the results will tell you this top life areas that you can focus on. And it gives you action steps on things to pay attention to and ways that you can listen closer to what you want in this area of your life. So you can find that at simpleonpurpose.ca slash your life evaluation or follow the link in the show notes.
All right, guys, if you want more information on this, more guidance on this, feel free to find me on Instagram and send me a message. I'm at simpleonpurpose.ca. Have a great week.